Everybody, welcome to another episode of Alt Wrong, where it feels so right to be wrong. I am your host Elizabeth Leach, and um, today I have a pretty exciting episode. Um, it it may take on a bit more of a serious tone than our previous one, unfortunately. But don't worry, guys, we're going to be mixing it up. It's still going to be funny as fuck. So, so yeah. Hopefully. I don't want to, like, toot my own horn too much. Okay, we're going to move on. So, um, today's topic are, is it are or is, it would be is, but is MLMs, they're plural, so that it gets confusing for for stupid people like myself. So, um, MLMs, multi-level marketing period schemes, things like that. They seem to be um, obscenely popular here in Utah, which is why I really wanted to uh, tackle it. Uh, because it's just all over. It's all over the place. And it's like, I, I, you just can't escape like being scammed. Uh, a while ago I was, I was in a Barnes and Noble and this guy that had like holes in his shoes came up to me and he was like, Hey, like, are you looking for an exciting business opportunity? And I was like, no, I'm looking for a book. And, um, so yeah, then he was like, no, if you like, sell these penny ads, then you can make money if you get other people to sell penny ads. I don't even know what he was saying, but then I was like, this, this sounds like an MLM, like I needed a bunch of people beneath me to sell penny ads. I don't even know. I No clue, but I also was like, listen, bro, you need shoes really bad, so it's clearly not working for you, and I, I don't have holes in my shoes because I have a job, which is why I don't need to be a part of your weird MLM. Or I was at Target and I thought this lady was being really nice and just wanted a friend and turned out she needed people under her so that she could make more money off me. Anyways, I just really want to talk about it, guys. So I'm going to just introduce our our first guest. His name is Reese and it he is an expert, um, an internet expert in MLMs and he knows that they can make people wealthy and I just want to know how. And I have a sneaking suspicion he may have an insane business opportunity for me with little to no work on my end, but I'm not sure. Maybe maybe he's just really maybe, trying to help me Maybe, maybe not. Um, it's nice of you to call me an expert, I would first like to say, because no one's ever had faith in me like that before. Um, other things I would like to address, I think that this today's episode will be just as exciting as any other episode because... Marketing is very exciting, and um, I think that if I ever see someone who is trying to get money off of me and they don't have shoes, I personally would join just because I think it's a charitable thing to do. So, yeah, I mean, you're a better person than me for sure. Yeah, yeah we're not like, yeah, I think in multiple ways. Like, oh, I'm not sure. necessarily like tied down to, you know, like with the constraints of what what is typical marketing so I, yeah. I see more of a broad sense yeah you're, so. you're much more open-minded than me mm-hmm. I totally agree with that Reese yeah I totally because I think I think you're scamming me but you say no oh you oh no I'm not scamming you I would never never no but I do think that if we are going to talk about this we should probably use like the best source and yeah. my brother actually just wrote a book on multi 
level marketing as a tactic. Oh, cool. And so I think that what we should do is I could sell you one of these books so you could get the, like, I mean, because I can provide you with, with good information, but if you want the most information, you could buy one of these books. But like what should probably happen is what you could do is I could sign you up as what's called a distributor and you could actually start selling these books to your friends and family and people who are in your immediate network and you could make money off of it. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, it's pretty new. Not like a lot yeah. of people know about it yet. So just quick question. So would I be making money off of selling the book or making money off of having other people sell the book that I sold the book to who are going to have other people sell the book? Well, you wouldn't make money per se immediately. Like sometimes <laughs> it takes a minute, but... Um, Good things come to those who wait. Yeah, right? exactly. So you're going to have to put your time in. But mm. I mean, so at first you probably won't make any money. It takes a minute. But uh, once you get enough people uh, recruited and you start selling enough of these books, you're going to make like $750,000 a year in no time. Oh, my God. Cool. So, again, so am I selling the books or am I am I recruiting people? What's going to make me the money? Okay. So I'm actually going to – I think we should start off with a discussion about what marketing is and then I'll tell you how this differs and then you'll find out how you're going to make your money. Okay. Great. So generally speaking, marketing is like marketing. <laughs> marketing is like an entity that's sort of – housed in a business and infrastructure wherein like there's a business and this business has like a product which is either a good or a service and they're trying to sell it but in order to be able to sell it they need to like find people they they basically need to let people know that it exists oh okay yeah so they'll assemble this team um collectively called a marketing department and they'll do whatever it is they can to make sure that everyone hears about this product so they go online. Um, so, I mean, like, sources are typically social media. There's a lot of search engine optimization going on. And, like, you'll hear about it on TV, etc. And this works well in consumer culture because it reaches people who have been needing and looking for a specific product. But it also reaches people who didn't know that they needed a product. Um, but I, it's not the only way to market. And I think that a better way to market is... Uh, by utilizing what's known as multi-level marketing. Oh, yeah. So okay, so I gotta t- I gotta stop you there, Reese, because multi-level marketing kind of, depending on who you are, can hit the ears wrong. Like you hear multi-level marketing and you immediately think scam. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I guess I guess I, I don't know the associations that people have with multi-level marketing. I think that's true for many things, though, right? Like, I mean, evolution. Pokemon evolved. That doesn't necessarily mean that God's not real, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it just all depends on the way you look at it. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, Charizard turns into... So, no. Charmander to Charmillion (laughs) to Charizard. Oh, oh, I was starting from the top. Okay. You started... Okay. You started from the top and then went down? Yeah, kind of... Because... Oh, so like sort of like a triangular Yeah, shape. like a tri. I was going to start, because I want to be at the top of that triangle. Yeah. So I was just thinking we should start with the the top dog of the Pokemon evolution triangle. I don't know. Anyways, so, um, yeah, I guess some people don't think MLMs are scams, but those are probably people who are, you know, trying to sell an MLM. I mean, I think. That's kind of you assuming things. I think that there there's a lot of misinformation about what. Uh, so an MLM is not actually like an organization. So yeah, right. But yeah. It, so so I've heard that it's a it's a tactic. It's like a structural concept of how 
you market your product. Yeah, exactly. It's like a way that it's like a way that you market essentially. Yeah. So basically what it is is there's a product, right? Mm-hmm. So this company is trying to sell sell products. Books so, in yeah. your brother's case. Yeah, books in my brother's case. So what they would do is they would come to you and they would say, we don't necessarily like, I mean, they probably wouldn't tell you this, but uh, we don't have a marketing team per se, um, but we're going to sell you this product because you obviously have a need for it. And because you're going to buy it, you obviously believe in it. So you should try and sell it also. And once mm. you sell it, you'll earn a commission off of it. Mm. And you're not contracted, so you can do it like whenever it's convenient for you. Oh, cool. After you drop the kids off at work, after you go to your climbing meetup, you know, just whatever. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they sort of take it a step. And that's something like in and of itself is a type of marketing called network marketing, Mm. where you basically reach out to your network, right? So you're you're trying to sell to your friends and family, Mm. your relatives. I mean, I guess that would be your family, but... Um, just anyone who you have direct contact with. Oh. Um, but they take it, so multi-level marketing employed as a tactic takes it a step further where you reach out to the same network of people, but you sort of encourage them to start selling it to their respective networks of people. And so once they get other people on board, they they earn a commission. And because you referred them, you earn a commission. So you earn commissions off of products you uh, sell people you refer and the products that the people who you refer well okay so the people who you refer will also sell the products and will also get people on board and you'll receive commission off of that so how many people actually make money off this commission like would you say of your brother's company how many people have actually made money well i mean like that's like that's um that's like a, a an interesting question and i think that there are a lot of interesting questions and you know uh, i actually have this uncle who developed this software that actually um, comes up with interesting questions if you're ever, you know, you ever run out of things to think about. And so what I like while we're on the topic, just really quick, I think like maybe it's like a subscription service. And like since you raise an interesting question, you obviously have, you know, interest in interesting questions. So how do you think that maybe like you would be interested in a subscription like that? It's just like $29 a month. There's an initiation fee of like 70 bucks. Yeah, like, sometimes I get so exhausted coming up with ideas on my own. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that does kind of tickle my fancy because, like, so, like I just sometimes I get home from work and I just, like, shay out onto my my couch and I just think to myself, I am so fucking tired of these, like, coming up with ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wish, wish someone else would put them in my head for me. I, I, like, I don't... I guess so. Yeah, like so. So it's only like so. You're saying it's only ninety nine dollars total up front, and then like, what if I know a ton of people that like would be into that? Well, then you would refer them, and then they would pay you the seventy nine or the seventy dollar initiation fee, oh. and then they would subscribe. And every time they they pay their monthly subscription fee, you get a chunk get of a that cut. commission. Yeah. So some people say, look, okay, so you get people under you, and then mm-hmm. you kind of become their boss. Mm-hmm. In, well, not necessarily. So I think that, but you're like, the, but they're like, like you're their head bitch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, that's like a you, good way to think about it. Like Charizard is like would be of the, the head bitch of yeah the head bitch Charmander, which is evident because he has fucking wings. Yeah, right. Because yeah. like only only come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it would kind of be like if I were Charizard and I found another Charizard and we had fucked, what, and then right. I we had a baby Charmander. 
Wow. And then the baby Charmander started selling products that we were interested in. That would be sort of like you. Does that make sense? The baby Charmander? Yeah, you would be the baby Charmander in this case. But Reese, I don't I don't want to be the baby Charmander. I want to I want to be a head bitch. Okay, so you just need to like get a lot of people. So every time you sell to someone, you get more experience. But what points. if I don't have a lot of friends? Then you're like everyone else who does multi-level marketing. <laughs> <laughs> What? No, I, sorry. Um, just uh, the my views don't reflect the views of any of the companies that I represent. Yeah. Uh, I just I have friends, right, Reese? Um. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I all... could get my friends to get this subscription, and then I could be head bitch Charizard. Uh. Yeah. And if... then I'll make hella money. Hmm. Hella money. Hella guala money. Yeah. Seven figures if oh, you're successful. Guala. I put my dick on her forehead. Classic you know. song. G easy. <laughs> yeah. Guys, look it up. Cheap plug. Look it up. Um, okay, so I want to be head bitch Charizard. Mm-hmm. And so I have to sell this shit to a bunch of people. And I just, I guess, like, that seems fine. But, like, I guess my worry is, so you're their head bitch. And I feel like there's some kind of, imp- like, there's an implication of maybe, like, I don't know, maybe some unethical, corrupty shit going on if... You're the head bitch and you have to sell something to your lesser bitches because it's kind of like... also your friends and family. Yeah, they're your, <laughs> your friends and family. Who are lesser. Who are lesser than you. In this aspect. Yeah. And it's just like, I think it's weird. Like, what if, like, if I had to go to work every day and my boss was selling me something, uh, you That's know... That's a good boss. Yeah. I mean... I just, I feel like there's a little, there, there's something dirty with that. There's something that makes me feel like how my bishop made me feel when he was molesting me. Okay. <laughs> so actually, it's funny that you inter- uh, uh, that you talk about molestation because, so I actually have this cousin who uh, has this excellent therapy service for people who are interested and they want to talk about, uh, because Church officials molesting children isn't the most uncommon thing, right? No, no, not at all. And not a lot of people understand it. So what he did was he made this series of online videos where you can basically do these exercises to get over the molestation that you experience. Cool. Yeah, and so you just have to pay like a small fee up front. Cool. But then you could sell it to... Because I mean, I'm sure you know a lot of other people. Oh, tons. One in five, right? Yeah, one in five. Yeah, so like you could sell it or just... Okay, I'm going to say don't sell it yet. Just present it to them. See if they have a need for it and then determine that they have a need for it and then uh, get them to buy it and then tell them to tell their friends about it. Like, would you say like maybe hosting a dinner and having people over and giving like a presentation on this software, like this this service, you know, would that be helpful? So like maybe organizing a a, a meetup? Yeah, I mean, I guess it sort of depends on the revenue available to you or I guess the uh, the source of income. That you have so like I for example uh, I host dog fights in my in my living room and when people because a lot of people show up to those yeah and a lot of people who are interested in dog fights are also interested in multi-level marketing for whatever reason I don't know what the connection is there yeah but it does exist um so quick and easy money yes <laughs> so once the dog fights are going on then I sort of bring up you know like the the medications that they can get their dog which are like in you know understandably pretty sore after the fights yeah it's because Mm-hmm. It's not a tickle fight. No, it's not. No, I don't mean dogs in terms of animals, though. Like, oh wait, no. oh, like, let's actually move on. Okay, <laughs> um, 
So, so yeah. So tickle, tickle fighting dogs that need meds and. But I think what you're referring to, and I didn't get where you're coming from. I'm going to say something, and I don't want it to be attached to multi-level marketing. Or uh, I don't want it to be attached to multi-level marketing, and I don't want it to um, raise any red flags that don't need to be there. But I think what you're sort of alluding to is a pyramid scheme, which is <gasps> different. Yeah. Oh, so, it is. I mean, okay, differentiate it for me. Okay, so uh, a, a pyramid scheme aims to make money off of you, and a direct selling company that use, utilizes MLM as a tactic aims to make money with you. Because if you make money, then they make money, right? Oh, so yeah. a pyramid scheme is like, hey, only the, like, executive staff want money. Yeah, so, and like... And we want to fuck you out of money. But then a multi-level marketer is like, hey, let's all make money. Let's have a circle jerk with cash. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's super rad. And, like, the people who referred you, well, they are... You are kind of inherently their bitch because, like, they heard about it first... Like, if you ever, if you told me about a song that I hadn't heard on the radio, yeah. I could love that song, but you always heard it first. Yeah, I always did. Yeah, so it's sort of like that. Like, but if You if have I, bragging rights, but in this case, it's not bragging rights, it's their money. Yeah, exactly. But okay. just because I'm under you and you heard about it first, or you started doing something first, doesn't mean that I can't outwork you and make more money. So in a, oh, in a traditional but, pyramid But if they're scheme, above you and you're outworking them, you're still making them money because anyone below you is below them. I know how this sounds. Yeah, it's it sounds like like when I picture it in my head, like the heads of actual people, it looks like a pyramid. Yeah, so I mean, a pyramid is one shape that you could use to describe it, but there are other shapes um generally speaking. And okay, so like the PWAR and the DSA. So the PWAR is uh people who are right, and then the DSA is the direct selling association sort of highlight that there does need to be some sort of compensation for the goods sold and the people recruited for sure. But like if you just recruit me and then I do a ton of work, I'm going to be making more than you because while you receive a, a cut, it's still not. You don't. Oh, okay. So it's just a cut. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're not going to be getting as much as me. Oh, right. But yeah. I'm still getting something. Yeah. For, for sure. doing nothing. Yeah. God, that sounds so good, right? Like, yeah, it's sort of like the bukkake of, of like, marketing yeah yeah because like there's a lot of people involved and not all positions are the best but if you're number one yeah you're getting like the top of the fuck you're pile just getting like pshoo, 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 yeah. cash 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 yeah wow that's awesome yeah. i'm so interested so okay so i just have to sell this book this software and like find all my friends who are molested too well and just like find people who genuinely have a need for things so like for an example my gra- my grandmother recently died, right? And my grandpa was like pretty understandably upset about it. Yeah. And so what I did, so like I, my buddy has this 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 thing that he started, it's a subscription service, and it's like where you get like hella dank pussy like a few times a month. What? Yeah, for like it, okay, a pretty small low key sounds like prostitution. I mean, there are, there are several things. There are components of uh, of direct selling businesses that like. Yeah, they're Sounds gray different areas. than they are. Yeah. But that those are alternative facts. Also, just a quick question. You said dank pussy? Yeah. And dank ass motherfucking pussy. Yeah, that just like it it sounds scary because dank Smelly. I Yeah. What? Well, yeah, Reese. Yeah, so I I It's not, right? I use my words very carefully. Yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm You're not, not going to say it's like, super fresh cuz not everyone has time to shower always. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Reese, 
God, yeah. You, anyway, you are so good at selling realistic expectations. Thanks. So anyway, my grandpa was super upset, understandably. Yeah. And, but I was like, yo, Gramps, like, I mean, I know because I'm gay, like, I can't obviously relate to you on any level of this. Yeah. And I know you're upset and you don't really comprehend what I'm saying because of the dementia and the loss of your, your wife. But, like, I could get you on board and you could sort of start selling. And he doesn't, I don't think he understood entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, pretty soon he's going to, like, get over his wife when he's getting that hella puss and selling it to his buddies. Yeah, and getting people <laughs> under him, getting also more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Reese. So how much money can I make doing all of this? You keep asking that question. And I think it is a very important question. And it's a question that we should talk about. But uh, I think that um, I would like to ask you... <laughs> What it is exactly, um, okay, so what, what, what have you heard about uh, multi-level marketing specifically? I've just heard that it can make me a millionaire, like, tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow, because I have to, like, put some money up front, uh, but that it'll make me a millionaire, like, super fast. I mean, yeah, like, so why haven't you tried it? Well, you know, like they, they just are always like, hey, do you have like five grand? And I keep looking at my five grand and I'm like, yeah, I have it. But like, I don't want to give it to you. Yeah, but you got to you got to keep you it. Gotta spend some money to make some money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I like. And that's why I started like looking into stocks. Like because that actually is ret- like giving me money. I just like have seen so many sad shoeless people peddling an MLM and I just think well they're probably just lazy I mean like it's like a gym membership right like yeah you have to use it right yeah everyone gets one thinking they're going to be like swollen hot yeah but then like a statistically speaking they just can never be hot but b like they don't go to the gym enough so I mean like yeah. if you if, if it's not required it's kind of unlikely that people are going to do it but people who do are going to make a killing yeah my so I guess Reese, I just have a personal question for you you know those signs, like, on street corner, like, posts, and it says, real estate investor seeking trainee, make six figures, call this number? Yeah. Is that your number? I mean, there are many numbers. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, like, I always am trying to get people to be able to make money. So, yeah. yeah, cool. So, like, how much money would you say I could make if I sold your brother's book? I'm going to take a drink real quick. Okay, so if you're all selling to each other and you're all buying from each other and you're all selling from each other, what, like, how do, how do you make money? Because it seems like the money's just... I mean, what is money as an entity anyway, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, what, like, it's usually just a representation of something, but, like... I feel like paper money's going away, but there's still like like there's still money. Yeah, like cryptocurrency or like like money that's stored in a computer. Uh-huh. And I mean it it kind of sounds like you're questioning me, but like if you don't believe me, you can just ask one of my like 17 houses. You can ask one of my like 13 Porsches. I have a Great Dane. Oh, you I have, have a subscription to HBO Go. Do you have any of those things? Uh, no, actually, I was using my coworkers' subscription to HBO Go. Because they obviously don't do direct sales or else they would be able to. Yeah, I guess I would like to maybe take a minute to reach out to anybody who's listening. Um, and I would just like to get, if you're interested, if any of the products that I've talked about today are interesting to you, 
Um, just go to your local street corner and look one of the look at one of those fat signs that are like handwritten on how to um because I don't want to get my number out over the air. But uh you can get my number from the those posters that Elizabeth had talked about earlier, you know, with selling houses and give me a jingle and I can get you under me. Um and you just have to like pay a small fee and then we can get you on board. Perfect. So the and then they're gonna make a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I read somewhere that ninety nine percent of people in MLMs make zero money. They lose money. Yeah, well, I mean, like, okay, so according to the PWAR, and which again is people who are right. All right. So Reese, I'm gonna take this call when it comes in. Okay. But then we're gonna we're gonna continue on after our. I chat with this guy because it won't be, it will be like maybe 15, 20 minutes. All right. I'll just like fap in the corner. Yeah. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? Good. All right, Reese. Sorry. My friend, I have a friend calling. He's calling in and I just have, he, he knows a lot of stuff. He knows. Probably not as much as me, but I mean, it's good to have. Yeah, maybe, but he might know more. Who knows? But like, I mean, I know, but like, we can. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, it's it's tough of the air. So I mean, it's not. But I mean, oh yeah, it's okay. Whatever. So his name is Ryan McKnight, and he has a slew of very, very, very informative articles on Medium. So hello, Ryan. Thanks for calling. Hi guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. We're great. Reese is just trying to sell me a bunch of shit, and I don't know how I'm ever going to make any money on it. <laughs> you probably won't if it has anything to do with multi-level marketing, which I think is what we're talking about. Yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. I knew you... Just a lucky guess you had. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking suspicion. Uh-huh. All right. So, okay. First of all, Ryan, I just feel like I need to know how you know so much about multi-level marketing. Well, um, you know, I'm sure that uh, I'm hesitant to quite say it like that just because I'm sure that somebody listening will uh, chime in with something I get wrong or say they know much more about it than I do. But I I have been tracking and observing and I I suppose uh, offering commentary on multi-level marketing for a a many, many number of years. Nice. Much much longer than... uh, my involvement in what most people know me for, which is Mormon leaks and the Truth and Transparency Foundation. Wait, you did Mormon leaks? Yeah, that's my uh, that's my website, and uh, that all gets operated through an organization called the Truth and Transparency Foundation, which uh, which I started with a with a partner of mine named Ethan Dodge. We we both uh, co-founded that organization, and through it, we operate. MormonLeaks.io and FaithLeaks.org. Dude, that's that's so impressive. You know what you should do is you should uh, you should come up with like a subscription fee for that, and like you should recruit others to maybe start selling to you know their immediate network. You <laughs> right, could probably right, make like right. a killing, <laughs> right? Because usually like access. yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a yeah great great idea, Reese. So. So while we have Ryan, because his time is precious, you okay, know, sorry, he's, Ryan. he's a busy, he's a busy guy exposing truths. So impressive. So, okay. Ryan, how can we yeah. like tell what is like when someone comes up to you 
mm-hmm. say at Target, and you think they're your friend because they're like, hey, oh my, that is such a cute lamp you're picking out. Have you? No, they'll probably actually say, hey, girl. Yeah, they will. Always. It's happened to me a few times. Hey, girl, that is such a cute lamp that you're picking out. Like, have you ever, like, thought about another way you can, like, make a supplementary income? And you're like, wow, she really wants to be my friend. Um, how do you know that that's a, that's a scam? Like, how can we tell that's a scam? How do you know that you're, but basically what she's yeah. saying, if I can rephrase this, is what she's saying is, how do you know you're about to make the best decision of your life, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think there there are a lot of red flags, and I think what you just described would be one of them. Right. Um, and, you know, we can get into sort of the nitty-gritty of, of, you know, the numbers and why it doesn't work out, which I'm, I'm definitely more than happy to talk about. Yeah. But a lot of times, if we just use our common sense, it, it can go a long way. And so if you think about it, um, uh, have you ever heard of a legitimate business operating in this fashion? Absolutely now, not. In and of itself, yeah, I mean, now that in and of itself might, you know, I'm sure somebody can come up with some exception to the rule, but at least it gives us a start to know that uh, we need to have our antennas up very, very high. So when people start talking about, uh, you know, business opportunities to make extra income or um, owning your own business and working from home, um, uh, residual income, retiring your husband, yeah. Retiring yourself. The, the retiring your husband sounds like killing him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, those some of those guys are probably dying inside because if they want to probably scream. I've I've heard so many stories of when the when the illusion finally um, topples and and you know the you know they they can no longer carry on the, with the facade of pretending to make a ton of money or whatever. It all comes crumbling down. There's actually a quite a number of divorces that result from it, unfortunately. Yeah, probably like it just it seems like such a such a pain in the ass to just like scam. I actually have a cream for that if you're interested. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Of course you do, Reese. One one thing that's important to remember is that a lot of the well, and we'll just say for the sake of this argument, we'll say women, because there are there are a lot of men that do uh, multi-level marketing, but not even close to the same number as there are women. And even when there's men involved. Their, their, their marketing literature is, is very much designed to attract women. And it, it's important to remember mm-hmm. that when you come across one of these women that, that approaches you at Target or sends you a private message on Facebook or what have you, yeah. um, it, oftentimes they're, they're more of a victim than they are a perpetrator. Yeah, because so, it seems like they honestly believe it. And I think that's one yeah. reason it can be so convincing because, mm-hmm. like, you kind of see, and, like, I don't want to sound super bitchy, but you kind of see, like, this, like, desperation and this, like, it's almost, okay, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to use it. It's, like, faith. You see this, like, intense, you see this this attitude of this, I believe in this in a way that almost seems a little bit um, far-fetched. Or genuine, depending. Yeah, know. it could be genuine or it could just look sad, but whatever. Yeah. It's, it's hard to tell what the true motivations are behind the attitude, but there's definitely there's some sort of a combination of true belief and maybe sort of a fake-it-till-you-make-it sort of mentality. Yeah. Um, That's what my dad learned in AA. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, it, so it's really hard to gauge. So, um, you know, I think initially... 
I think it's okay to have some sympathy for the women that approach you. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, you should be able to protect yourself, uh, speak, protect yourself, speak clearly, speak your mind. Um, you know, don't, you know, get suckered in because you feel bad for them. Yeah, or, the you know, sympathy. They, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes tough love, you know, goes uh, a long way, you know, goes a long way. And also yeah, make... there's definitely a cult mentality with these things where um, a lot of the participants uh, really do become kind of true believers and they have sort of that... Kind of um, like Scientology. Does Scientology yeah. feel like an MLM to you? Because they have to buy all those books. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've heard or college. arguments <laughs> that religion itself is, an, is, a, is a really a multi-level marketing. Great. So. I'm so glad we got here. Because I was going to... The, the reason I really wanted to talk about MLMs was because they are all over Utah. Like, it, Utah yeah. is just covered in them. And I just mm-hmm. really, the more I thought about it, I was like, these seem to have a lot in common with the Mormon church as an institution. Um, so, Which I, is one of the reasons I got so involved uh, oh, okay. in, in observing these things. You know, I used to be um, a, a belie- an acting, practicing, believing Mormon up until I was 32 years old. And, um, it's a lot of dedication. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was the only thing I knew. Yeah. So to me, it wasn't dedication, but I mean, I can see how it was normal. That might be. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was just normal life. Yeah. Um, And and in fact, you know, contrary to what a lot of, you know, believing Mormons think, leaving the church actually was much harder than being a member of the church. Yeah. Well, um, that is very true. That is very true. Yeah. But, uh, when I was a member, I never um, got sucked into a multi-level marketing scheme, but um, there was a time when I was 22, I think I was, 21, 22, I almost got suckered in. But aside from that, I saw a lot of family and friends get suckered in yeah. over the years. And so, um, and, I, and I was able to recognize, uh, because I've always had kind of, my mind has always gone sort of in this direction because of my professional background and whatnot, you know, the business side of things, the, the money side of things. And I, I quickly recognized, um, you know, certain patterns that, you know, were consistent with what is called affinity fraud, um, which, you know, we could talk a little bit about. Yeah, yeah, go into detail about that. Yeah, so, well, affinity fraud is basically any kind of um, fraudulent activity where the perpetrator is taking advantage of some sort of commonality between themselves and their victims. Oh. And this can be, it can be racial, it can be cultural, it can be uh, religious affiliation. There can be a number of different, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be religion, although we often see it in religion. Yeah. Um, but you'll, you'll see this in the African-American community uh, a lot. Um, somebody will come into a heavily African-American community, and because they themselves are African-American, they may be given... Um, sort of uh, some automatic credibility and yeah. advantage of that. Yeah, it's kind and, of like a tribal mentality. So, like, if you have right. something in common with a group of people, it's only human nature to kind right. of identify with them and, and maybe immediately empathize, sympathize, or kind of, like, trust, I guess is well, yeah, the key. Trust, it's the trust, really, because I think, you know, there's something like, well, you know, he, this person's not going to lie to me, right? Cause yeah. Because we're, we're the same, right? Yeah, he's and, in my and, tribe, or she. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize um, that the the uh, fraud that was perpetrated by Bernie Madoff, which we all probably know who that is, or, you know, if you don't do a Google Legend. search, you refresh your memory. 
Um, that was technically a, an affinity fraud case. Oh. Although he, yeah, although he did get so big that, you know, the fraud extended beyond his, like, network. Fraud. Yeah. But um, he, Bernie, it's, it's quite well documented that in the early days and with a lot of his biggest investors, um, Bernie Madoff took advantage of the fact that they were, uh, him and the, and, the, and the, you know, this investor he was defrauding was Jewish. Oh. Um, and, and so, and if you read some of the accounts, he really would play this up about the fact that they were both Jews. Oh. Uh, both had Jewish backgrounds, and, and that that was sort of a reason why they should be trusting him. And so, um, you know, this affinity fraud can take many, many forms. Now, when we look at it in the terms of multi-level marketing, mm-hmm. one of the problems that we run into is you'll see uh, uh, members of the of this community always talking about how, oh, it's not a pyramid scheme. Pyramid yeah. schemes are illegal. They're and so, so scared of that word. Yeah, and when you say affinity fraud, the same thing happens. Well, they say, well, you know, we're not doing anything illegal. Yeah. Well, just, and my response to that is that just because your fraud has been legalized does not make it any less of a fraud. Yeah, it's still so, unethical and I'm, immoral. Right. I'm feeling when, when I, pretty attacked right now. Just, I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> I don't feel very bad about that if you're feeling <laughs> over this issue. So. Fair um, enough. So, so but, what, uh, so do you think the affinity fraud is with Mormonism, maybe in Utah, that is something that 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 all comes together. So like you have the affinity fraud aspect of MLMs that kind of is just inherent because people are so reliant on their networks in order to get that duplication, the people under them. And because Utah has such a basically a hotbed of networks known as wards and stakes. Yeah. Is that the affinity fraud thing going on here? Um. That's yeah. It, so it's it's that's part of it. It's, this is a huge complex puzzle. Yeah. So what you're saying is definitely part of it. But you know, you think about it. You've got you know, for those that are familiar with Mormonism, will recognize this verbiage. But let's say you have like visiting teachers. Oh yeah. These are people in the Mormon Church that are you know assigned to visit uh, people assigned during to the week, you know, to, to you. check up on them. How and, great would it be if know, they, they come in and they're like. Hey, so we'll give you a blessing, but also, did you? So, are you interested in this water that's going to cure your IBS? It could be that, but it could also be where they're visiting um, a stay-at-home mother whose husband's at work, and maybe they're having some financial troubles, and of Mm -hmm. course, they want to stay at home with their kids because that's sort of their deal, a really big deal in Mormon Mormonism. Yes, and the visiting teacher says, "Well, you know what? I've got a solution to your problem." I got a solution for you. Hmm. You know, and that could be, you know, you can plug in any of these multi-level marketing schemes. And the thing is, is that there's this, because there is such inherent trust in that relationship that very little to no fact checking gets done. And then that's how they ultimately get sucked into this. Hmm. And when, once they become financially invested, um, any kind of, uh, contrary information they may hear, uh, contradictory information they may hear, or naysayers, they must fight against that because they're now part of it and they, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. So yeah, right. Else, you know, there's this sort of fight or flight. Yeah, you know, like, because it, it, once you're invested in something, it's very easy to, well, obviously you're going to be emotionally involved in yeah. that because it, it was, yeah. you know. Especially if you're struggling financially and you put money into something, you know, that's a shitty situation. Like, you don't, 
you did not have money to throw away. So you're going to, you know, human beings are really good at twisting reality such that they can live with it and they're more comfortable with it. Yeah. And it's not uncommon for these organizations to throw out grandiose claims of potential income that they can make. Yeah. You know, all kinds of, um, you know, all kinds of deceptive. uh, So is it true that 99% of people in MLMs lose money Mm -hmm. or like 98 or something like that? Yeah. And, and that's, and that's by their own admission. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the few laws that are out there in terms of multi-level marketing that's actually a good thing, most of the laws are designed to protect them, unfortunately. But one of the good ones out there is that they are required to uh, publish their, uh, what they refer to as the income disclosure statement. Oh. And so for, you know, you can Google uh, pretty much any multi-level marketing company's income, dis- income disclosure statement and pull it up. It's not something that they you know, shout from the rooftops, of course. Yeah, they're going to bury you, that. <laughs> they bury it. It gets buried. Like the salamander and, papers, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, if you look at them, they're very hard to read because they use all kinds of fine print and they make it confusing on purpose. But if you can sort through all of the crazy jargon that they use, you it, it's very clear that um, between 97 and 98% either make no money or lose money. Uh-huh. Um, and so, um, however, I, I think we can all agree that every multi-level marketing participant that we all know in our personal lives all claim to be making tons of money. Yeah, they do. And those flashy commercials. Well, I mean, I've yeah. seen, I have lots of cars, so like I'm making tons of money. <laughs> I actually yeah, have right? a question for you, um, if that's okay. Go ahead. Okay, so... I'm just asking so I can, like, you know, come up with better, like, tactics to, like, ensure that people keep going. Um, so if there is someone who is recruited and one of their loved ones recognizes that the recruited member is kind of falling for what you're, you would probably call some sort of trap, how should... How, okay, so the, I, I'm going to come up with an example of this. So say my mom started doing... Say Elizabeth's mom started was recruited to do some sort of multi-level marketing thing. How should Elizabeth, who kind of sees the air in her mom's ways, approach her mom about, like, pulling her off the train? Does that make sense? No, it's a great question, and I don't know that there's an answer to the question, unfortunately, um, because everybody who's had that experience happen to them in their lives knows that uh, you could be walking into a massive dumpster fire if you do it. Yeah, um, a lot of emotions so, get entrenched there. A lot there. of emotions, and, you know, they're, uh, what, 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 here's what will happen. Let's say it's somebody that knows nothing about multi-level marketing. It's their first time, and they get in, and their daughter, their sister, what, or the brother, whatever, comes to them and says, hey, you know, um, I've heard this and this and this about this industry. I, I'm not sure this is a good move for you. You know, here's some stuff that you should read. Well, that person then, you know, they may or may not skim through some of that, but they're going to go to their, um, the person that signed them up and say, hey, you know, what is this about? I'm here. Right? Yeah. And, and what ends up happening is, is they, they tell them, oh, you know, you, one thing about this business, you got to ignore the haters. They're really just jealous about all the money you're about to make. Haters going to hate. Them. You right? know? Haters are going to hate. And they convince them that even if it's a family member, that they're really just spewing this misinformation to bring them down because they're. You know what you know, this kind of sounds like? The- it sounds like somewhere. Wasn't there like a biblical thing where it's like, hey, people are going to tell you this is bullshit? 
and they're just trying to ruin your time. They're just trying to take you to hell. Like a system that's set up to (laughs) protect itself all the time. Well, and bringing it back to, like, Mormonism, it's like uh, uh, Joseph Smith, who uh, famously uh, told his congregation uh, at one point that, you know, people would would criticize him and and they should ignore those types of things, right? Well, he knew that there were things to criticize him about. Because it was bullying, Ryan. Self-fulfilling prophecy there. Yeah. But but look, I I do think that even though... um, it's a it's a tricky situation. You should yeah. say something. Yeah. But you also need see, you if you see need, something, say something. Yeah, but you also need to be prepared. Yeah. For that, the reality that they're not going to want to listen, and they may just have to learn the hard way. Yeah. Yeah, they really might, and that is that's true. You, sometimes you got to let people learn their lessons the hard way, yeah, and it, it's it's very much like a religion. Look, anybody that's left a religion, it doesn't have to be Mormonism. Yeah. Anybody who's left a religion, they know that they can't convince their family and friends to leave that religion with them. No. It's something that they have to arrive at on their own. Yeah, they have to get and to that conclusion. With, yeah. Same thing with multi-level marketing. And um, the, the best thing, you, I think one of the best things that you can do um, is to not buy any product from them. There's so many oftentimes where products are, it's like a sympathy buy. Mm. You, know, you don't actually need it or want it. Um, but you're like, oh, I want to support my mom or I want to support my best oh, friend. Yeah. And, and you, and so you make these purchases and that just simply, uh, you're reinforcing them. Yeah. It just helps prolong the problem. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And, really. Uh, it is just reinforcing behavior that you shouldn't reinforce at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's that would be my recommendation. Good. Okay. Good to know. No sympathy buys. <laughs> no, no sympathy buys. So, Okay. Which MLMs do you find to be the most insidious and, like, what makes them worse than others? Are there any that are even good? Like, what what would you say, can MLMs be good or are they always bad? Because in my personal view, personally, I see them all as pretty much a scam. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree. I've, I've said many times in, in blog posts or Facebook posts about this. That, that I have yet to find one that is not a scam. I'm open to suggestions, but every time an overzealous uh, participant of multilevel marketing tries to prove me wrong by naming the one that they work for that's not a scam, yeah, um, it, you know, it's usually one that I've already written about or, uh, <laughs> you know, is obviously everybody thinks theirs isn't a scam, right? Right. Um, but, yeah, I have yet to find one, and I think what it is is, look, at the core the reason why multi-level marketing companies don't work is because the math doesn't work. Yeah. Okay? And numbers don't lie. Nope. So the, the fact that the math doesn't work for any of these other companies, I don't think that there's going to be a company that's going to be able to... Um, Suddenly uh, make it work? All of a sudden, yeah, somehow magically make the math work. The math does not work. Yeah, so let's go into that. Explain to the listeners, like, how the math doesn't work. Because recent I kind of talked about how it kind of seems like just a circle jerk of cash. Like, everybody, like, everybody's selling to everybody that's under them, and then everyone that's under them is selling. And and it kind of seems like there's just, it's it's almost like to make any money at all, you'd have to have every person in the world under you. Because at some point, like... The money yeah. is just going around and around and around in circles is kind of what it seems like to someone who maybe doesn't know the numbers to me. So I'd like exactly. to know the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, I can talk to the numbers somewhat generally. I don't have any numbers in front of me. But Yeah, that's perfect. It's, it's just explain the math. Thing. Yeah. Look, 
it's no accident that that 97 to 98% number that we were talking about before, the failure rate, mm-hmm. is consistent across the board. That's not an accident. Yeah. And the reason is, is because the, the multi-level marketing, the pyramid structure that they created, is designed to uh, mathematically really only allow that. And if you look at the compensation plans, they might vary slightly from company to company, but they're all rooted in one basic principle. And that is the more people you have under you, the higher percentage your commissions are on sales. Mm. And so in order to make these um, six figures or even to make $60,000 a year, Mm. which is, you know, at the end of the day, not that much money, Mm -hmm. even to consistently make that much money. If you look, if you take any given um, compensation plan and figure out, how many people you need under you to reasonably make that much money. And then you say, okay, how many people out there could have that number of people under them to all make that much money? You run out of the population quite quickly, like very quickly. And so when you hear about these companies that have, whether it be 20,000 people uh, that have signed up or a hundred thousand people that have signed up, it's the, the number is like in the hundreds that can actually make any money have all those people under them. Right. Yeah. So just mathematically, it just does not work. So they need 97% of people to fail because those 97% of people are the ones losing potential, most likely losing money. And that money lost is money earned for them. They're losing money because part of the whole thing is they're required to make minimum monthly purchases. Mm. Um, plus, you know, they're paying for any kind of like marketing materials that they might be buying outside of, mm. you know, the, the standard packages that they're getting. Then you have the cost of their time that they're spending and all that kind of stuff. Really, what, what really is going on is the people signing up are the customers of the corporate MLM, of the mm. corporate, okay? Yeah. And, um, and that's really what's going on. And if you look at a really easy example to, to demonstrate this would be uh, like LuLaRoe is a really good example of this. LuLaRoe okay. is a, they sell leggings, right? And they're somewhat unique because they're one of the only multi-level marketing companies that requires a massive e- entry fee. Most multi-level marketing companies do not require you to carry a massive amounts of inventory, at least not up, up, up front. front. But with, with LuLaRoe, depending on the package you sign up for, you have to spend between four and $6,000 um, on inventory just to start. Wow, what? And then, of what? course, they're encouraging you to continue to keep buying more and more inventory. How, but, how do these people even know enough people to sell that many leggings to? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's part of the problem. And then, and then there's a problem where there's no limit. And so, you know, you could end up with, you know, 10 people in your neighborhood that are all LuLaRoe consultants, and they all have, you know, $6,000 worth of inventory Holy in there. Holy shit. So, but but th- if you look at, and this is all out there, you know, published, if you look at the wholesale prices, they're paying retail prices, and they're calling it wholesale, and then they're going around and selling it for more than that. And this is why LuLaRoe products are so expensive. It's not because they're some amazing quality. They're, they're, they're ra- basically average quality to slightly above they're made average. in a sweatshop just like forever 21's bullshit correct correct they might be a little bit nicer than walmart leggings but not so much nicer that they that they they're worth 60 bucks justify costing 50 dollars yeah that's crazy okay? so um what happens is is you know lula row is telling their 
consultants, hey, we're selling you wholesale, but really they're selling them at a, a, a markup. Price. Oh, my God. Right. And, then, and then they're trying to sell at a super markup to the customers. And that can only last for so long. Yeah, before someone's like, is, these leggings are bullshit. They're shitty. And they're like, no, it's yeah. like, it's better. They rip easier because it's made out of panda silk. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a thing. Panda silk. <laughs> it could be. So I, I don't want to like uh, get too much off track or anything. Yeah. We're talking about the math, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. a complex, complex situation. But at the, the bottom line is, is that there is no way mathematically for all of these people to make money. Yeah, it can't okay, happen. Now, the, the, the comeback to that from the proponent would be something like, well, you know, you've got to work hard and maybe you've got to get a little lucky and all this stuff. And, and here's my response to that. Even if you were one of those people that worked hard and got lucky and you were part of the 2%, you still made that money on the backs of 98% of the other 98% that were fed a, a big bag of lies. Yeah. Is where the problem lies. So, it's would you say because they would they were aware of it? At some point, did those people have to become aware of what they're doing in order to be successful? I don't know if they. You know, we can't really call for the operation of a person's mind, but yeah, that's it true. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're aware of it or not. That's true. Um, you know, I'm sure some of them are, and I'm sure some of them aren't. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But but whether they're aware of it or not, they are. Um, acting unethically and yeah. when it's brought to their attention um, in, in a way that's clearly explained and they still sort of, you know, want to like, you know, turn the other cheek and not pay attention, put on the blinders, you know, then that's when it becomes quite egregious, you know, obviously, yeah. because now, you know, they're aware, but, but, you know, obviously the people at the, at the, the owners are aware of what's going on. Yeah, they right? would have to be because they would have to set it up this way. Yeah, somebody had to be smart enough to even set the system up to begin with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so so I have a question, actually. So how does someone like me, who is very successful in multi-level marketing, then make so much money? Like, how is it that I got successful? Well, there there are people that make money, right? So there's 2% of people that make money. And how how exactly are they doing that? Well, because a lot of times it, there, it could be one of two things. One, they either got in really early okay. in the okay. particular company before um, a ton of people signed up. So they were able to get all those people in their downline, which is what ultimately makes the most money. Mm. Or they could have just literally just gotten lucky and just got in at the right place at the right time. And, and they had the right network of friends that all signed up, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it never is sustainable. That's the thing. Wh- whichever category you fall into there. It's not sustainable over the long term. Yeah. And what you end up seeing is, is those early adopters, mm-hmm. if you look into those people's backgrounds, in a many of those cases, these are people that jump from company to company, and, and they try to be early adopters in every company they can jump to. And so oh. they'll spend a couple of years at this one, and then you'll spend They're a couple like years at another one. They're like career scammers. Yeah, and you'll, and you'll see that they've, you know, over the last 15 years, they've been with four or five different multi-level marketing companies, and they've made a lot of money with each one. And they use that, they're able to spin it to their advantage and tell their people, look, everything I touch goes to gold. So sign up and be part of my team. Wow. And what they'll do is they'll convince their people to jump to the new company with them and stay under their line. Oh, God. That is genius, brilliant, awfulness. That is just. Okay. So my, okay, I have a question. So. It kind of seems like the inherent structure of an MLM is kind of scammy. Like it's it's built in a way yeah. such that you have to 
play your friends and family and your network. So mm-hmm. I want to know, like, is it, it just seems like greed just runs amok. And you did, you wrote something, you wrote something on Medium that kind of touched on this about how greed can be good, but with MLMs, it's, it just, it literally just makes it the, the worst thing. Can I touch on this for a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to suspend my disbelief for a second and just give like the, the perspective of the perspective of someone who's not into MLMs. But I think that something that ties into it is that a lot of people who join MLMs, it's not necessarily greed. It's that they feel shame and embarrassed. Like you don't ever want to be the person. No, who would... Well, I'm saying like I'm asking like the people who set up the structure, the people who are setting it up. It seems like it's really just a greedy, greedy system. Yeah. Well, I mean. Well, then- yeah, the greed also drives people to sign up and fall into it. Oh yeah, that's true. And like a need, a need for the greed. That yeah, they want to get that money and they want to get it quick and they want to get it easy. They want to be able to stay at home with their babies. You know, they want to retire their husband. You know, yeah. and they want to do it in in a way that's different from the way the rest of society does it. So yeah, so so that was another question I wanted to ask you. I. So MLMs are just so popular here, and I was wondering if, do you think stay-at-home mothers are, a, it's, that's one of the reasons it's so popular here is because we have kind of a culture that rewards uh, being a stay-at-home mom, but we live in a world where one working adult isn't really a, yeah, a really plausible true. reality. And also, what other demographics should I sort of target? In your opinion. (laughs) Well, stay-at-home mothers are perfect. Uh, Single mothers seem to also get sucked in. Oh, tragic. You know, for for similar reasons, this sort of, you know, need for money and, you know, need to be able to stay home with their kids if possible. Yeah. Yeah, stay-at-home mothers, I think, you know, and and obviously there's a lot of them in in, in Utah. Yeah. And, you know, it is sort of ingrained in the culture that, you know, uh, you're not supposed to work if you don't have to. I, I do say that recognizing the fact that that mentality has been changing yeah, over the shifting. last 10 years. Yeah. But but it's still not the dominant view. I, yeah. I still think the dominant narrative in Utah is that it's best for women to stay home with their children. Yeah. So, you know, they when when the husband is is not quite making enough to care for their seven or eight kids that they had within 8 years. Yeah. Uh, That's real. You know, they start looking at how they can um, help to support the family. And here comes, again, coming back to the affinity fraud, well, you know, this person that they know at church that they trust who's supposedly making all this money may or may not be true, but, hey, they're giving them this great opportunity, and I can stay at home with the kids and, and things like that. So it's definitely um, definitely a factor. Yeah, yeah. What about, so there's a, there's some controversy with Herbalife, which is not an MLM, they say. Or I don't know if they admit to being an MLM now or if they're like, we're not a period scheme, we're just an MLM. But anyways, yeah. they target immigrants. So it yeah. seems like um, there are a, a pretty, there's a wide range of people who are at risk. So we have stay-at-home moms, single moms, and I was reading up on how Hispanic immigrants especially, or Latino, Latina, Latinx, I don't know, um, they... They are especially at risk in terms of Herbalife. So do you know, like, what do you know about that? Sure. Well, look, I know that Herbalife has had a pretty good presence in the Latin community for at least 10 years. If yeah. Not more. And, I, and I do think it is sort of growing every day. Um, I, you know, I don't know if there's a character. I don't know if there's a characteristic beyond what we've already talked about. Yeah. As far as sort of the affinity fraud yeah. that would 
make them more susceptible. What I what I see happening is that what what happens is is from my perspective is these multi-level marketing companies will get some Hispanic people that will you know start rising to the top and they're very charismatic mm-hmm. and with them they will go and open up sort of new territories oh. and they will start to create marketing around them. Now, if you pay attention to it works. Have you oh yes, I hate it works. I am yes. like all the time. They're, they're like, hey, you need a body wrap. Rude. And they're relatively new. But they've got a couple of Hispanic women uh, that have, you know, made sort of a splash in the company, and they've gathered those women together, and they are now, uh, and this is a new initiative of theirs, they are now targeting the Hispanic cult, uh, community. Community, and they're, yeah. They're it's right like the- now, as we speak, traveling the country, doing seminars in Spanish, and I believe they mm-hmm. have plans to try to expand. So I don't believe it's a, it's not a situation where there's a particular product that is more targeting to Hispanics. It's yeah. Just that I think once they get people within the organization that they can build a marketing program around, yeah. to take advantage of that. And so at the end of the day, it's, it's just another form of affinity, affinity fraud. fraud. Oh, that is, I am so glad I learned this term because I had no idea. I had no idea. And it's very useful because it, I feel like it can happen not even just with MLMs, like basically anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, Utah is the affinity fraud capital of the world. I mean, you look at the FBI statistics, they're always up there in the top one or two. In the really? To, and now I'm talking about actual illegal activity. Yeah. When it comes to um, financial-related crimes, Utah is consistently, you know, number one or number two in the country per, per capita. Do you think this has okay. to do with Utah's, like, like, super lax laws and regulations on... No. No, it has to do with the trust that there is. It's it, almost every single one of the cases. It, it's it's a it's a Mormon taking advantage of other other Mormons. Oh, uh, I can see that. That makes yeah. they come in. They have these investment opportunities, and everybody trusts them. But it's all a bunch of smoke and mirrors that ends up, you know, crashing down once people try to cash in on their accounts a couple years down the road. So I feel like it's if people want to go look at a really good case of this. Um, if you're familiar with the television show called American Greed, oh, yeah. um, look up the episode called Mormon Madoff. That's the oh, name of the episode. Okay. It's a fascinating episode. Um, if you have Hulu, I know you can access it on Hulu for free. Other than that, I'm not sure where else you can get it. But um, it's uh, uh, American Greed, and the episode is called uh, Mormon Madoff. And it really, imagine this guy and this story times thousands. That's what's going on in Utah. Oh my god! This is good to know. He, he was actually in Colorado, but he was his fraud specifically targeted Mormons. Okay, good to know. I actually, I think, I think I may. This is like tickling my brain. I'm like, I swear, I saw an episode of some crime TV series. Yeah. So okay, yeah, so it may have been this. It may have been this guy. Yeah. So okay, so I want to tap into that. It seems, um, it. It to me on a personal level, it seems extremely unethical for anybody, even a company, to feed into human nature's propensity for instant gratification or even like a need. Like so, so yeah, sure, it's okay to sell a product that like cures eczema or something like that because they have a need. Yeah. They need they go buy that product, they put it on, it's whatever. But it does seem to me very insidious for someone to see that someone is hurting financially feed into that um, that need and then exploit it and actually kind of ruin them financially and also to feed into human beings' natural want for, for instant gratification. 
Yeah, and I, and I think what it boils down to is the truth in advertising, right? It's it's the pitch, right? And and you know, it, it's they're not pitching it with you know truth and honesty, and that's where it's at. I mean, if you want to have a multi-level marketing company and go out there and tell people right up front from day one to say, hey, I want you to sign up for this, just so you know, 98% of the people that sign up lose money, but we still want you to be part of it. And then if they choose, I mean, I suppose, you know, they had every right to do it, I suppose. But that's where the the problem comes in, is that they're not being honest and upfront about these details. No, they're going to hide it. So, so would you say when you are approached by a woman in Target who notices that you're like picking up a lamp and she's like, hey, do you want to supplement your income? And you're like, no, girl, I'm fine. Trust me. But is something you can say, like, show me what was that? What was that sheet? Income disclosure. Yeah. Can you like, can you ask them, like, show me your income disclosure? Is that something these people will be aware of? Will they have that? Like, um, I think many of them won't be aware of it. Ooh, so it might be an amazing sure thing to ask. Yeah. Yeah, talk about how, you know, or even just pull it up on your phone, you know, just say, because you can Google a lot of these. With with a good Google search, you can pull them up fairly quickly. You know, if you say uh, doTERRA income disclosure statement, it'll it'll be one of the first things that pop up. But it, it, won't, be on, it won't be easy to find if you were to go to doTERRA's website, right? You've got to, like, Google specifically for that. Yeah. You'll find a link that goes to it. And then you can just say, hey, look, you know, why, you know, you know, this is saying that, you know, 97% of people don't make any money. Yeah. So. So with doTERRA. I don't know what they'll say to that. I don't know what they'll yeah. say to that. But it, would it might be, be something. I know what I would say to that. What would you say to that, Reese? I would say that it doesn't matter if you're making money because those oils cured my cancer. Yeah, so. of course they did. <laughs> so my question. Well, you know, the. the in the case of the oils, it's interesting because, you know, personally, I don't really buy into many of these health claims that, that people, you know, Make, have with these yeah. oils. But, it, but if you do buy into those claims and you do want to uh, use oils, you know, quote unquote, therapeutically, you can buy oils from, from non-multi-level marketing companies and they're the exact same thing. And aren't they a thousand percent cheaper? Like a, a, tons. They're they're a fraction of the price. Um, I, I there's a company out there called Jade Bloom, for example. Okay. They sell all the exact same oils that DoTerra does and Young Living does. And I'm talking, you can get. Uh, I can't remember what the. I don't want to say what the price were because I'll probably say it wrong. But it's it's a fraction. Of wow. What, so what that markup is that markup from DoTerra and Young Living kind of a res, like kind of what we were talking about Lulu Row. With yeah. the markup, it's, it's the same thing because it's the same thing because their uh, DoTerra corporate is really the retailer, and the only mm. way they can actually make enough money to keep the thing sustainable is for the consultants to then sell it at this extremely high price. That is fascinating. It will all collapse, will all collapse if they don't do that. Nice. Well, not nice. I just mean this is <laughs> this is good information because a lot of people I've reached out online and. I had some people write to me about their experiences with MLMs, and I had one friend uh, kind of talk about how, in their opinion, doTERRA was one of the MLMs that they thought was legitimate and and better than others, uh, mainly because it sold a real product. And so I think this is an important conversation to have because a lot of these MLMs that seem to be selling legitimate products actually possibly at the end of the day are selling a mediocre product 
for luxurious prices. And that in and of itself is is another aspect of the scam aside from the, the duplication, right? Yeah. And I and I hear I hear a lot of these multiple market people say that. And the problem is is that they're saying the right words but the wrong thing, if you will. Okay. What they're really trying to say, what they should be trying to say is that the fact that their MLM sells a product makes it so it's not illegal. Okay? That's what's been worked into the law that to, di- oh. to differentiate between an illegal pyramid scheme or an illegal Ponzi scheme and one that is legal is the fact that they offer a product. Oh, okay? so but it's their loophole. Right. And that's basically the loophole. So, but that doesn't mean it's any less of a fraud or any less unethical. It just yeah. means that they're not going to go to jail for it. Right. Very fascinating. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, a twist of really, you know, what the true, you know, reason is that they have a, a product. And if somebody from doTERRA were to say something, I would just simply pull up their income disclosure statement. It's yeah. very simple to show that they're no different. It's kind of like an company. ace in the hole. Yeah, and that and the fact that you can get, you know, they talk about how their uh, oils or what is the word they use, uh, certified therapeutic grade or something like that. And they say, oh, well, you know, those other oils aren't certified therapeutic grade. Have you heard that before? Um, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, they have this little certification on the doTERRA bottles. Well, that certification was created by doTERRA. Oh, no way. Yeah, so the reason why no other oils have that certification is because none of them can get it. It's just, it's a, it's something that's been trademarked. It's a, it's a name, a, a phrase that's been trademarked by doTERRA, and they just simply slap it on all of their oils. It's not some third-party watchdog group that they took their oils to and got them certified. That is... And that's, why, that's the dirty secret of why nobody scary. else has that certification. Nice. Well, doTERRA, they're like, hey, we're going we're gonna to make this seem so legit and it's so It fake. was really a brilliant marketing move on their part. I will give it. It is brilliant, but it is brilliantly <laughs> shitty. So, okay. So, I guess I also want to, like, ask... Um, uh-huh. How how can people easily identify an MLM? Like, what should we be asking? Yeah. Like, what like, like I want to I want people to know what exactly. It, so essentially, if anyone is basically saying I need you to sell this with me, that's mm-hmm. a good indication, right? That it's an MLM. One one of the biggest things would be: are, are they asking for uh, money from you to sign up? Like real jobs. Don't do don't that. Have to pay to work there, unless yeah. you're paying some sort of licensing fee to the government uh, that's required for your job yeah you don't pay companies to work for them and your boss okay. shouldn't um, shouldn't be selling you something right <laughs> well that too right i mean you usually aren't the company you are usually aren't a customer of the company you work for you know there yeah. might be some exceptions to that but that I mean you're, you're not coming into a company because you're their customer, customer right and mm-hmm. that, you know that's another thing but um you know being an independent like uh product rep or something like that those do exist there are people that um, don't work for a company and they go around and they you know they it's usually business to business type sales um, and they might represent products from a bunch of different companies but that's so much different than than what these uh, multi-level marketing companies are doing you know those people and the other thing too is multi-level marketing companies they will not limit the number of consultants that are in your area that's another thing to look at right so you can have 10 lululemon consultants in one cold set sack i mean and lululemon would probably love it you know they would probably encourage that you Mm. know 
so, but let's say if you look at like a franchise, you know, just as an example, uh, you know, McDonald's franchise. Okay. So McDonald's is, if you go to McDonald's and say, here's my money to buy a franchise. Yeah, they want to sell you a franchise, but they're not going to let you put it next to another McDonald's. Oh, yeah, right, because they're not right? stupid. I mean, there's going to be, and I, I don't know what they're, you know, they're going to use market data and stuff like that to make sure that, you know, they don't put any two McDonald's close, so close to each other that they end up cannibalizing themselves. Yeah. Each other, which is what ultimately happens in multi-level marketing. Oh, um, yeah. You know, it ends up becoming a whole big, uh, you know, study in cannibalization, really. Because they just saturate the market with representatives, and then all of a sudden, everybody that's interested in the product is signed up. Yeah, and yeah, and everyone has product, right? And no one to sell it to because they all know each other and they all have it. I mean, your network yeah. can only be so big, though, right? Yeah, but you could probably slim down your network if you'd use a body wrap. <laughs> what? Yeah, it works, Reese. <laughs> I guess I'd never thought of that. I. By the way, I, I own a URL that I haven't done anything with, but I'm, I'm hoping to have an idea someday to do it with it, uh, and it's ittwerks.com. Yes! I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> it twerks. It twerks. So, if anybody yes. has any ideas of how we can parody It Works with oh. It Twerks, uh, hit me up because I, I want to do something with that URL. Yeah. I'm. I Okay, we will get together because, yes, I am down to clown with that one. So, okay, so I do want to go into how, um, so New Skin, um, Amway, um, and Herbalife, they all have spent millions and millions and millions of dollars on political lobbyists. And they have, um, so people have kind of likened them to cigarette companies kind of in a sense where like, for a minute, some regulators were like, hey, this is this is fucked up. And like they were coming like that's what happened with cigarettes is they were like, hey, these are killing people. And unfortunately, they were killing so many people that no matter how many political lobbyists they hired, the government could not ignore how many people were dying. But because yeah. kind of with MLMs that no one's dying, they're just, you know, left in financial ruin. Um, Not as much urgency on the part of the government officials. Yeah, and then these companies can have these crazy like amount of lobbyists who are able to lobby the government in ways such that, that laws are formed that kind of make them able to exist and no regulation on them really whatsoever. Yeah. And, and so, then, Well, and then, they're, and then they can have their wives become the Secretary of Education with no experience. Yeah, that, I was, yeah, Betsy, our girl Betsy, yeah, Betsy DeVos. just uh, seems... Her, her, she married into Amway, Amway I think. Yeah. yeah. The Amway family. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what happens. They, they, pay, they pay for um, protection legally, and they've gotten it, and they've even gotten laws to get passed to help continue protecting them so it's you know there i don't know how to solve that problem yeah that, that's um, a tough one to just keep trying to make people aware and and to stop signing up yeah because at the end of the day that's really the the only way to stop it it, it kind of seems like coming wanting the government to come up with kind of a regulation which they enforce is kind of a top-down approach like being like, hey, we're going to have like the government stop you from scamming people. But it might be a little bit more effective to get information out there and stop, pe- like, stop people from going in from the bottom and providing those companies money. So, so, it, so would you recommend like which MLMs do people maybe not think are MLMs because they sell a product 
therefore, which products should you know people kind of avoid because they might be assisting in a scammy, scammy, scammy business that yeah. is is actually going to well, leave a lot of at risk people. I, guess I can just list a bunch that I know. I don't know of any. I could be a little jaded on this question because. To me, I, I just recognize them so easily. Yeah. So I don't know what people are being fooled by, but I mean, things like uh, obviously DoTerra, Young Living, uh, It Works, um, Lularo. There's a there's a couple of other legging companies that are like Lularo. It's like uh, one's called Tiffany, Agnes and Dora. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There's another one out there. I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, uh, an older one, I, I think they're still around, but they're not quite as popular. If anybody's heard of, like, Tahitian Noni, like, supposedly this health drink. Oh, um, like Zango? Yeah, Zango, that's another one, same type of thing. Shoot, I don't know. There's so many of them out Yeah, yeah, right? It's like, yeah. okay, so there are other ones, too. Like, there's a patch. Have you heard of, like, the patch, the workout oh, patch? Yeah. what is that? Is that Plexus or? Or something, like. Yeah, Info, is that Info? Isogenics? I I think so. And yeah, that's I've, another one. Isogenics, Plexus, LipSense. LipSense. Um, that's the the makeup. Um, yeah. Man, there's just so many. There really yeah. are. They're all over. So it's like, do not buy this stuff, you guys, because yeah. you're people look. People can look me up on social media and send me a message and ask me if they. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, them. plug your social media. That like that'll be great, um, so people know what to look for. Yeah, I mean Facebook. I'm on Facebook quite a bit. Ryan McKnight. Uh, my my profile does have a blue check mark, so people know it, it's the right one. Cool. Uh, if you just look up Ryan McKnight, and then uh, Truth and Transparency Foundation dot org is the website for my foundation, but that's not really related to this level marketing stuff that I do. But I mean, it's related in the sense that we're all seeking, you know, transparency and stuff. But that's more um, focused on religion. But um, yeah, if they just people find me on Facebook, Ryan McKnight on Facebook, um, that's probably the best place to reach out to me. Cool, cool. So, okay. I really do. I, I'm on Twitter, but I don't really, I'm not, I think I might be a little too old for Twitter. I just don't get it. Even I'm well. too old for Twitter, Ryan. <laughs> like, I get on there, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with 140 characters? I have a lot of yeah. thoughts, okay? Like, yeah. don't limit, li- like, li- 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 limit, li- limit me. God, I can't speak. Okay, so, so, okay, I do want to uh, really go into how uh, connected, like MLM, how similar MLMs and religion are, how culty yeah. they can be, and then sure. we'll let you go. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I mean, they are obviously because, you know, it, it being affinity fraud and there being this sort of natural connection to religion, um, that you will, if you listen, especially the ones where the owners are Mormon, if you listen to the rhetoric used at the top and you've been in a Mormon church, it almost sounds like you're in fasting testimony meetings. Mm. They use so much of the same verbal cues, you know, and they talk about being blessed and how, you know, this company has been, you know, God has put it in their path and it's been used. They've been able to bless people's lives with it. And oh. they just they use, they a, use lot a lot of, of that vernacular. Rhetoric. Yeah. And, and they'll even sort of tear up in the same way that a person would tear up in, in fast and testimony meeting. So um, oh, really? you know, you'll see a lot of that. But as far as just religion in general, if we just ignore Mormonism specifically, you know, the w- part of what guarantees this, the survival of a particular multi-level marketing company is how much loyalty they're able to garner from their supporters. Mm. And because they need to have the most 
as much undying support as they can get, they create this environment where any kind of naysaying or any kind of um, pushback is not only frowned upon, but it will get you ostracized very quickly. Oh, and, it's yeah, a good tactic. So that kind of cr- creates this whole sort of cult mentality where it's an us against them mentality. And so, and, it, and that just, you know, grows on itself. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that really does. And it, it is something human beings evolutionarily want to avoid, like the plague is being ostracized. Because, you know, back in the day when we were like cave people, that meant death. And so I yeah. think that's yeah, still heavily ingrained in us, you know? Especially, yeah, especially when you've already ostracized a lot of your family and friends, and mm. the only friends you have left are your fellow MLMers. Are the people down your line. <laughs> right. And then all of a sudden you're, you're going to now, you know, face losing them. It's, it's a whole big mind trip. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, I don't know that we could really even do it justice in just this one conversation, but I would yeah. encourage people that are interested in this angle. I mean, there's... Uh, I've written a little bit about it, but there's people that have written even better than I have about this subject. And, you know, uh, if they go and spend some time on the Internet, it's a rabbit hole that, uh, that you know, is very deep. And it is. a lot of interesting and compelling literature out there. So I'd encourage everybody to read it and, and, look, it up. Um, and look for opportunities to, you know, share this information with people that are involved. Yeah. Yeah, that is great. That is great advice. And I, we really appreciate your time and calling in and and shedding really 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 great light on this issue and teaching us you know kind of the how it works why it works and how it's not illegal and why it yeah. should be illegal at, well, yeah. hopefully someday yeah, just remember everybody should remember that just because something's not illegal does not make it ethical exactly so. yeah well thank you so much and we look forward to having you on again and again thank Definitely. you for your time All right. I I enjoyed it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. See ya. All right. Bye. So what do you have to say for yourself now, Reese? Fake news. Yeah, of course. Typical. You're trying to scam me out a bunch of money, bro. He's a hater, like for sure. So are you going to ever talk to him again or are you just going to ostracize him? Well, he was never in your, he was never in your cult. My cult. Oh, sorry. I mean, I meant your uncle's thing. Yeah. I mean, like I have several people like I'm, I'm affiliated with more than one. And you can say nay all you want, but you're never going to take away my 17 houses. Yeah, you're 17. Never, you're never going to take away that Great Dane that I have. You're never going to take away my mini Porsches. Yeah, but you're, didn't your Great Dane run away? Well, no. So I have this subscription where I like rent out my dog for a fee and then someone forgot to give it back. Oh my God, is it because they were like, this is a scam and then you had to quit talking to them? Well, no, it's because I set it up wrong. Like I didn't have enough Great Danes. And so when they recruited someone else, they loaned the Great Dane and then it's just like this big mess. I don't know where it went. So so the dog is just down the line. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere. It's like Moses. He just sent it down the line of reeds of people. Yeah, I mean. Sure, that works, Elizabeth. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Oh, boy. oh my God, validate me. Um. Yeah, but I mean like. I would say that most of what he said, he's just a hater. He's just like, maybe because he couldn't make it, like, I don't know. He couldn't He couldn't have 17 houses in a Great Dane that was sold down the line? Yeah. Yeah, everyone wants to have a Great Dane that's sold down the line. Well, so how much money are you making on that Great Dane that you don't know where it is? I mean, like, I was, like, one of the first levels of distribution, so I imagine, like, I think it's got a, like, a the great, down, great Dane is pretty famous on Instagram now. 
Oh, cool. Good uh, for you. Greg the Great Dane. So well, I'm sure I'm making lots of money. I just, I don't keep track of all, all of the, the money, money you have. Yeah, because yeah. there's so much yeah. of it. Well, thanks, Reese, for uh, coming in. And I'm, I'll look at these business opportunities. I do. I will want your income disclosure statements. And so I think everybody, it's important for you guys. I'm just going to have a, a very short closing statement here. And it is when someone approaches you with a, a great opportunity to make hella money in a Target or a Barnes & Noble, because that's where people give you jobs that like if they're not on LinkedIn, maybe, maybe don't. Just kidding, because they might be on LinkedIn. MLMers might be on LinkedIn. Don't quote me on that. The, the point is, is if you have to pay money first to make money, it's a scam. You should never have to pay. As Ryan said earlier, you should never have to pay to make money. That's not how jobs work. And you should also be very aware of the affinity fraud. And I'm very grateful for Ryan. The fact that he brought that up, it's so true. Like how often does someone come up to you and you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt because you have something in common. And so even though you may think they're in your ward, they're your friend, they they go to my gym, they, they're on my tennis team, so I have this rapport with them, they might be a victim as well. They might knowingly be scamming you, but more more often than not, they probably really believe in it. And it's important for you to like not suspend all of your rational thought just because of your relationship with them. Your sympathy should not override your rationality when it comes to people trying to take money from you. I think it's also important to... To recognize, as Ryan said, we're just going to reiterate it, just because it's not illegal doesn't make it right. And so these people are literally leaving, these companies are leaving people in financial ruin. Like they're, like, it's not just like, oh, well, yeah, they, they spent a couple hundred bucks and now they're, and now they're fucked. No, no, they spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. So, um, it's, it's very wrong. It is, it's. It's not okay, and and I think it is very important for us to recognize what MLMs are and maybe don't spend your money on their products because guess what? At the end of the day, we just learned that their products are not better than any other products, and they, there's a huge super, super up like upsell. They're upselling you. So just, um, just remember to, even if you have a lot of things in common with this person and you trust them, keep using your brain, keep asking questions, ask for that income disclosure sheet, blow their mind with those facts because they probably don't even know about them. And thanks again for listening to another episode of Alt Wrong. And we hope you enjoyed this episode and there will be many more to come. Something for your, for your, 